Yo. Hey. How's it going? Brian Jump. Oop. SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. What's happening? It's Wednesday, July 20th. How's your summer rolling? Everything good? Family good? How's your health? Hopefully it's well. I pray for you and your family. I send you good vibes, good tidings. So, moving right into it. Let's talk about some recent repairs. We had a dually dealer dent. The triple D, if you will. Repeat customer, really nice guy, Robert. Has a big flooring business, um, like a sealant business for all the major stadiums out here. Does very well. Um, He's got a big dually that is kind of like his Montana truck. He shuttles back and forth between uh, Cali and there. Um, Really big dent. I don't know how the paint didn't get jacked up. Um, I think because it hit the bottom and he's got like a wrap on the bottom, like moldings. Uh, but yeah, that thing was was messed up. Um, I'm gonna say about 36 by about 16 or 18 wide. And probably about four inches deep, but he deftly used uh, like a soft blow plastic hammer to kind of hand dolly a lot of it out. He didn't want to go to Montana before he had time to come back to have me put my hands on it. Uh, just social status. It didn't look like he was driving a beater. So, and that's kind of like a little insight, by the way. A lot of what we do, guys, is just social status. People don't want to feel bad about themselves. It's like being dirty or wearing shitty clothes. You know, your car is an extension of you, right? It's very personal. That's why a lot of people like cars. That's why we're not doing mass transit. People want to have that extra piece of identity and that, that fun, that outlet. So, anyway, um... Some quick tips, leverage. Even though we had, a, had a, a roll bar on the top over the bed caps, luckily it was just held on by these clamps. So we removed that, pulled the get bed cap out, because to go from the wheel well, these are steel flares, of course. Man, I would have been four to five feet away and then pushing dually metal. No thanks. I would have just said, screw it, sand it and paint it. As it was, my shoulders were pretty jacked up after doing it. My, my rotators... We're hardly rotating. It was uh, it was fun. So roughly about 15 to 20 different light angles for the win. Heat, uh, inside and out. Um, I'll tell you right now, a lot of rubber tips, a lot of rubber tip tapping down. I have this garage that we have outside the roll-up doors, and, and the the roll-up doors have like because they they're collapsible, right? Aluminum, so they got natural little lines in them, and they make for a great cross-check grid. Uh, so you put your, your dents alongside the garage outside and there's no hiding. There's no running. It either looks good or it doesn't. And I probably, oh, how many hours did I have into that thing? Maybe eight? Eight to ten hours? Yeah, 1500 bucks. I could have gone a little bit more, but I didn't, I, you know, it's he's a repeat customer. I didn't want to hammer him too much. I, I, he knows I know he has money. So you, it, it's a, it's a, you got to walk with eggshells. Even though the dealer was going to pay for it, I still didn't want to hammer him. If I, if I already had like the dealer call the dealer, they're going to give you a card kind of shit. Oh, it would have been 25, 2800 bucks. But since I didn't quite know for sure, that's what we went with, you know, 15 and ch- I think it came out to 15, 15. We charged for RNI and some other stuff as well. So, um, Volkswagen Golf. The whole car pretty much a senior owned it and even though it's a small little golf she had a hard time navigating it 
I don't think she's with us any longer, unfortunately. Rest in peace, golf driver lady. Um, yeah, there's some stories behind that one, but I'll leave them for later. We got a wedding van, this Nissan wedding van. Big dents. PDR and push to paint. Tacoma with a nasty beds, uh, tailgate dent with a massive crown. Looks like somebody uh, hit a baseball into the back of it doing like 108 exit velo. So, yeah. We got some things here. We got some stuff going on. There's probably a few more I'm missing, too. Might get that Fry Roma back in for some PPF. So, yeah. There it is. And then the Rover, uh, Range Rover, we were doing two weeks ago is still getting PPF on as well. So, lots of stuff shaking and baking. Today, we're going to talk about competition. How do you separate? Basically, the UFC cage fight of PDR techs. And PDR techs versus whatever, body shops. I mean, think about our competition. It's not just other PDR techs by by far. We're competing just to get the job, the yes or no, you know, I'm going to leave it or yes, I'm going to fix it. So we we kind of compete with the customer in a sense, in a weird way. We compete with body shops, anybody else that can provide the service, right? And of course, other PDR techs. So there that is. So let's get after it. We got a list we're going to jump into. We're going to chit-chat. We're going to chat-chit. And uh, then we'll move off. Your USP, your unique selling position or selling point. What is it? Have you thought about it? Yeah, my USP is is my truck. I got a kick-ass truck. Okay, great. You know, it sounds like a joke, but that actually could be a USP. Uh, my USP is my customer service skills. That's kind of what mine is. It, a lot of it is. It's how I deal with customers. And then kind of market around that. Um, yeah, actually, that's a bigger bomb than, than you probably imagine. Uh, what else? Let me think about it. No one else can be you. There's only one you. People can emulate. They can copy. They can posture. But they really are they really going to be you? No. And that may not be a good thing because you may not be all that. You may not be treating customers well. You may know inside that you need to level up. Yeah, you know, and I'm kind of an, a shy guy and I don't like to look at people and, you know, maybe it's time to either level up on that or hire somebody to be like your your point man, your point guard on, on the court. You know, pass the ball to them and then they'll pass it back to you when the repair happens. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay, we all have to recognize our skills. Can't be everything to everybody, right? Jack of all trades, master of none. Yes, it, it actually makes sense. All right, so no one else can be you. Very important. Gratitude is an attitude. It's a kind of a corny saying, but it plays. What does that really mean? Sum it up, Brian, will you? I'd be glad to, Billy. Humble. Be humble. It, it, it works so well with every every niche. I don't care if you're doing retail, wholesale, hail, whatever. Be humble. Show the customer you appreciate their work. Does that mean take shit? No. Does that mean let people walk on you? Absolutely, maybe not. Don't. Don't. Just don't do it. So attitude, be grateful. Service, okay, maybe maybe service overall, which sounds, once again, a little cliche, and without getting into more of the meat and bones and the wishbone on that chicken, we don't really know exactly what that means. So let's, let's dive in. Prompt, maybe just promptness. Maybe you promise that, look, I will be, we respond in 30 minutes, or we, we will be at your facility, you know, on site within 30 or within an hour, whatever, you know, based upon traffic, of course, and other intrinsic. It's like pizza. That's one of the strongest, fastest, best ways to grow a business is speed. 
The speed at which you can service a customer has huge value. Look at all the billionaire ideas and millionaire ideas because of speed. Uber, Lyft, Uber Eats, on, on, on. We'll get you your groceries within X, you know, you name it. So consider how could you do something faster? Skills. Yeah, skills. Hey, you know, I'm Dent Jesus. You know, you walk around with these strap-on sandals and and your your white canvas robe, and maybe you think maybe people buy into it. You know, it's like, wow, man, that guy is amazing. You know, or gal. So, yes, skills can be a a USP. Brand, brand is probably one of, one of once again another super strong way. And what what does brand mean, Brian? So that's another cliche. Stop using these cliches, Brian. I'm sorry. Let me get a little deep here, deeper. Clothes, yes. If you got clothes and you always wear, let's say you always wear burgundy and khaki, that's like part of your brand. Hey, that that's a tight looking color combo there. Burgundy is a very professional and, and uh, trustworthy color, as is khaki. Logo, maybe you have a really cool logo, it's memorable. Maybe your vehicle, we're going back to what we talked about, your vehicle could be part of your brand. Your business cards, pretty much every touch point from you on down, that people interact with you, that's the experience of you is your brand. And that means before they meet you, if they find out about you, during the exchange and the in the interlude and the meet, that wonderful sexy meetup, and then after. What do you mean after? I'm done. How are they gonna see me? No, it's how you follow up, right? It could be text, it could be uh, emails, it could be a phone call. Hey, I just want to follow up real quick, blah, blah, blah. All that is brand. All right, pricing. Yes, a lot of people, a lot of lazy marketers, marketers who really don't understand the impact of price, use price as a USP, how you compete. Uh, How do I compete? I'm the cheap guy. I always get work. All right. Let me tell you something about price, which we talk a lot about. And I'm not going to go real deep here because out of the 700 podcast episodes we have, probably 650 of them are about price, it seems. At some point, I'll touch about it. Why? Because it's super important. I will pump up uh, and promote Paul Corden's uh, group on uh, Facebook. You really need to check it out. There's a lot to learn there. Pricing is so important. Get rid of that commercial. Back to Paco de Lucia. All right, here we go. Pricing. More is more and less is less. Brian, what, what does that even mean? I'm going to tell you. You charge more, you're going to get more. Yeah, no duh. But you're going to get more people too, not just more profit. Well, what do you mean? I thought I would get less people. Not really. You're going to get more of the people that are going to spend more. Like that guy I talked about with the dually. I've always charged him good money. But he respects that. He need, and he expects to get, he will pay for good service. He cares about his car. Does everybody? No. Some people don't give a shit. I don't want the dent out. I just want the scratches. I don't want the scratches. I just want the dent. You know what? If you really don't give a shit about your car, I had a guy with a brand new key yesterday. Hood dent. Pencil eraser size chip. You know, I, I don't I don't think I, I want the chip out. Just just quote me for the dent. You just told me something fell on your hood. You don't even have license plates yet. Right, right out of the gate, you're probably not our customer. We want people that are perfectionists. And I could tell you story upon story upon story. And be careful what you wish for because perfectionists truly are. Some are over the top. But you know what? They will pay. They will pay. That rare breed that's a perfectionist that's cheap, 
That's the one you fucking punt through the uprights and run the other way. Kick a field goal, run out of the stadium with those customers. Yes, picture it. It's kind of funny if you think about it. All right. So more is more and less is less. Charge less, you're going to make less, and you're going to get less of the good customers. Makes sense? Pricing is so strong. You build in trust and equity with a customer when you charge more, which sounds weird, but it works. Within reason, that dent will be $1 million. Not a lot of trust there. All right, moving on. Strategy. A huge competitive advantage. Where do you target? Uh, I target wholesalers. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay, I target shipbox, buy here, pay here lots. Uh-oh. Um, I target cheap people like we just talked about. Okay. Not, not, <coughs> pardon me, not a good USP. Where you target and your, and your overall business strategy is often overlooked and the gravity of such decisions. I'm going to give you guys a story. Warren Buffett has a friend. Warren Buffett, Berkshire Hathaway, billionaire investor, probably 90, 91, 92 now. Charlie Munger's his partner. They both had a friend that went to the same business school. Maybe it was Harvard. I, I don't know where they went. Probably a pretty darn good school. I doubt it was uh, state. So this friend of theirs had the same school smarts, and they bring his story up all the time. And I think he's still around too, but hopefully his friend doesn't mind. His friend, Their friend is barely a millionaire at 90. He's, he didn't use those smarts. He didn't use all the opportunities at hand. So what does that mean? It means your strategy, where you decide to fish. Do you want to bunt every time you're at the plate or do you want to swing for the fence occasionally? What's the message? Fish in a large pond or go for big game. I mean, only, and that's a, there's a caveat, and it's only for a small group of you guys. It's only the guys and the gals that value money and time. And it, I, You know, it sounds like a joke, but it, it, a lot of people don't. You know, eh, I don't need to make that much money. I, I had a student last week, and I really don't need to make that much money. I, You know, I don't need a lot of money. Money's not that important. He rents a room, by the way. Probably in his 30s. So I'm all right. If money's not that important, uh, didn't you ever say you have a son or a daughter? I, I don't know. But to some, it's not. And to a lot of people, time's not important. And if you ask them, they would say yes. But then you watch their their actions and you're like, well, based upon how you act, time is not valuable to you. You're willing to wait in lines. You cut your own lawn. You clean your own house. And you have money to have all this stuff taken care of. And no, you don't enjoy any of that stuff. Ooh, interesting, Brian. Very interesting. Okay. Last thing. Last USP. Growth. Growth is a unique selling position. How you grow your business. That in turn will help you position and have brand equity and strength. What do you do with your profits? Brian, I do strippers and coke. Every week, all weekend long, and I love it. That guy's probably not going to be in a strength position. Not for long. Probably. There's probably exceptions. And I don't hate on the guy that does strippers and coke. He's probably having his best life. But... If you're trying to have the best business, it's eh, probably a better option. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Um, so what do you do with your profits aside from what that guy does? Reinvest, of course, reinvest. And one of the best things you could do is reinvest in education. I know I sound like your parents right now. You need to go to school, Billy. I know, I know. I'm not trying to be mom and dad. 
or aunt or uh, auntie or uncle, tia, tio, papa, nana. I'm just, I'm dropping bombs, man. If you educate, trust me, knowledge is power. Power is your business. Your business, you know, up, up the chain, man. Tony Robbins, you will get better. You will make more money. You will kick more ass. Oh, lots of applause with that statement. So there it is. That's your competition. That's how you, that's how you separate from the other schmoes in your community, in your market, in your demography, in your demographic. Yes, you're welcome. So there it is, guys. I want you guys to kick ass. I want you guys to beat the other, the other services in your area, both body shops and PDR services. I'll leave you guys with a quick story of uh, a victory, somewhat of a victory we just got. Customer Dan, Santa Fe, rear hatch has brought it to me three times. Hit in the rear, okay? We fixed it twice. We did The first time was PDR. Second time he needed paint. Right now, it's gonna need paint. He was at a light, somebody's on their phone. Ba-ding, oh, sorry. So bumper and rear hatch in the Hyundai Santa Fe. He loves the Santa Fe. How many people you know that have custom colored calipers on their Santa Fe? And Dan's probably early to mid 60s. He, he loves that car. Great guy, great guy. Insurance, short story. Insurance started pushing back. Brian, you know what? I think I'm just gonna have to go to Mercury. You know, they're just being a pain in the butt. I'm like, hey, look, Dan, I get it. But I will tell you this. Just know that we're probably going to get it done a lot faster. What does money mean to him? Nothing. But he loves that car. Loves it. He can't, If there's communication, he talks to me three or four times a day about it. And what does that tell you? He's anxious. He wants that car back. It's his baby. That's his second wife. That's his mistress, if you will. That's his illegitimate child. Whatever you, know, you want to hang on it. He loves that that little guy. So, or gal. So we got it back from him. We got we pulled, it looked like it was gonna to go to Mercury. And it was simply by competition, how I separated from the body shop. And my USP was time. Remember we talked about speed? Huge. I I what else did I have? Hey, you know we're gonna do a great job? He thinks they're gonna do a great job too. So why why even mention that? Look, you know what? They're probably not going to have your car back to you for a couple weeks. And I know you got another car. It's not that big of a deal, Dan. But you know how fast we are. There are a couple weeks. We're one to two days. You decide. You know. And we lost we lost a car due to speed. Um, I had a customer. that Their car was damaged by our local window tenor, Alexis. And we I met him. Explained to him we could take care of it. Paint his quarter panel on his brand new Lexus. The tint shop scratched. Happens. And a buddy of his owns a body shop. Well, how the heck are they going to fix it in one day? That's impossible. Yeah, it is if I operated like a normal body shop. It absolutely is. But if I got that car at 7 a.m. and it's summer weather, I'll have it to you by, by 5, 6 o'clock. It is good, if not better, than most body shops in the area. I'm talking cut and buffed. And I'm not talking about a super fast clear that's going to shrink and look like ass. For you that are body guys and know know all the tricks. We just, you know, there wasn't a lot of body work that needed to be done. It's a, it's a chip. It's a scratch. So, I mean, it's a feather, rock and roll. Anybody knows body work. It's, it's, it's a slam dunk. And of course, it can be done in a day. Not a big dinosaur body shop. So anyway, what does that mean? His buddy told him, hey, man, don't trust that. Bring it to us. Bring it to us. Okay, fine. So 
the tent shops have to pay that other shop, not me, but I would have done it for free. So they're a little bit bummed, but whatever. They're going to take care of it. So speed sometimes, it may lose you trust if it looks sus, right? And it looked a little suspect when we said one day to this guy. But I still say that's an outlier. I would still say you're fast and use that as one of your, your competitive advantages. And that's it, guys. Go forth, roam the world, kick ass, conquer, make money, stay healthy, all those fun things. Smile, be happy. Life's short, really short. Anyway, love you guys. Thank you for your ears. Thanks for listening. Please share this podcast. Rate and review it where you catch all your podcasts. Google, Apple, um, what else? There's so many. Uh, Spotify, you name it. Thanks again for tuning in. I will catch you on the next SAI PDR podcast. Bye-bye for now.